Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody coming at you on this Thursday. We are going to talk much more about SMU Cincinnati on Friday when we drop our preview podcast that morning. Might be up Thursday afternoon. We are uh, going to record with Brandon Seho uh, up in Cincinnati to get a boots on the ground kind of feel for how the Bearcats look this season. Uh, but I do want to get with you guys. Told you I wanted to share some thoughts on the SMU basketball team after we had media day with the coaching staff and the players last week. Um, might even be two weeks ago now. But um, and then also kind of give some impressions on where the team's headed. They did just have a secret scrimmage against Oklahoma State over the weekend. And look, information is always hard to get out of these scrimmages. And right now, I don't really have too many takeaways from it because the coaching staffs have agreed to not share any of that. So I've tried to get some info out of people, hoping that I could still do that at some point. Um, but what I can pass along is that, look, I think SMU played uh, an Oklahoma State team that you could tell, you know, under Mike Boynton, things are really shaping up to be, you know, uh, really good for them this season. And and from what I've heard, at least Oklahoma State did win for the most part, but uh, they played two games from what I understand. SMU lost the first one and the second one. Uh, they came back and won or, or you know, kind of took, took control of that second one. It, again, these things are kind of murky. And since you don't really get, unless you're sitting there looking at the stat sheet with everything that actually happened, it's really tough to get uh, people to kind of, you know, give you the, the reality of it, uh, give you a true feel for it. But working on getting some takeaways on where the SMU team is after that scrimmage, now that they've been able to go against other uh, another college team. I will say this, one source did tell me this is the earliest scrimmage that they've ever been a part of. So it really gives SMU a lot of time to take some things from that first scrimmage and apply them as they get into practice, you know, churning ahead towards the opening of their season. And so that is kind of, I guess, an interesting note and a little bit of a positive one, just because you do get that first look as a new team with a new coaching staff. Um, you know, under your belt and, and able to kind of uh, address some things that may have happened in practice and really work with the guys on that front. Um, so I did think that note was interesting. Uh, let's start off with Rob Lanier. Uh, it's kind of funny. You, know, you talk about an off season and when you come in as a new, new coaching staff and look, we dealt with this with, with Rhett Lashley and how he had to hit the ground running. Same with Rob Lanier, had to build back up the roster, had to recruit guys back and, you know, he did that and did it well. Um, and, and he feels like he has a good team. Yeah, I mean, I think he does. A team that he likes the setup of it. Uh, you know, in terms of regrets, I, I think I asked him this. But I said, is there anything you would go back and maybe change? Um, and quite honestly, it was refreshing to get such an honest answer uh, from him. And the first thing he said was, I, I, I really wish we would have, you know, gotten a true point guard. And... I think there are a couple ways to take that, right? You know, we've seen SMU in the past and you've seen other teams and I've covered other teams uh, that didn't necessarily have a true point guard in terms of like a Kendrick Davis, uh, a Nick Moore that can really make a team go. This year, it kind of sounds like they're going to have more of a combo guard approach. Zurich Phelps, who we'll get to him a little bit more in depth in a, in a minute, but 
he was really impressive with just, I think, his his maturity, his, his confidence uh, that he's had since his coaching staff took over. You could tell he's now in a college you know, weight, weight program uh, for a second year. Uh, he looked noticeably bigger. But in terms of point guards, uh, SMU isn't going to have a true one this year. Um, Rob Lanier said any, anywhere from Zurich Phelps uh, to Sam Williamson uh, to Jefferson um, Kulabale, uh, the transfer from Washington State, could run the point. Uh, Zach Nuttall uh, could see some time. Ricardo Wright could see some time. But you could tell it's definitely more of a combo guard approach this season. And so how does that work? We'll have to see. Um, you know, credit to, uh, you know, a couple of our, you know, uh, on the Pony Express posters for posting some takeaways from the open practice. Um, again, it was there, there were some, you know, uh, differences in opinion on some thir- certain things. But um, I think for the most part, you saw you saw a team that, um, you know, certainly has a ton of size, uh, a ton of you know, length to it that we haven't seen around here in a bit. Uh, they do have some good athleticism on the team. Uh, I think the one thing I'm interested in with this this team and how they have their starting five, how they rotate is from what I've heard, this coaching staff really makes you earn every bit of it and earn it in practicing well and performing well. And so you... I think there's going to be some surprises in this lineup. You know, I, I think you can look at it and say, all right, Zurich Phelps, Samuel Williamson, those two guys are probably shoe-ins to start. From there, you know, you look at Zach Nuttall's leadership. I would have to imagine he's on the floor then too. And then I think SMU is going to find a way to get two trees out there, uh, whether it's Mo and G, um, whether it's, uh, FAODG, whether it's Xavier Foster, um, obviously Frank, Franklin Aguane is back. He's a big man. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see <clears throat> how they do this rotation uh, with so many new faces and trying to establish a culture of really playing hard. Uh, that's what stood out to me from talking with different people about how this team is set up is, you know, they, they, they don't necessarily have, I think, these guys that we've seen from SMU in the past that are, I think, game breakers. I think Samuel Williamson has the potential to do that, and I think it'll be very interesting to see how his season goes. But they're very, very high on what he's brought to SMU in terms of leadership, in terms of playing hard, uh, in terms of fixing uh, his shot a little bit, uh, that was something that you know Zach and Zurich and 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 um, uh, Sam really kind of I, I think for the most part kind of all pointed to is is they've really worked on some of their fundamentals that's going to allow them to be better basketball players. Um, Stefan Todorovic uh, can shoot the lights out. We all know that. Uh, he's going to have to continue to come along on the defensive end. I think the sleeper in terms of having a breakout season, though, might be Jalen Smith, the sophomore guard uh, who came in last year. He was real thin. He's bigger now. He's played another year. He plays really, really hard. Uh, and I think that stands out about him. And then you look at 
Xavier Foster and Mo and G, two guys that stand around 6'11", both kind of on opposite ends of their 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 journeys. You know, Mo steps up a level in competition, was very good at Eastern Michigan. Xavier Foster's certainly talented, a former four-star prospect, comes over from Iowa State. And I think he has, you know, a good edge to him uh, that he's going to bring to the table. Those guys are going to be, I think, real keys in this team being solid or just kind of middle of the pack in general. And, and I think SMU was picked to finish seventh in the AAC poll or being great. If they take those steps forward, those those can really be guys that you know make a huge difference for SMU in terms of where their season goes. FAODG coming over from uh, Troy, you know, a Houston native playing his final year of college basketball in the state of Texas. He's been as expected. He's been very good. Somebody who really, you know, I think has all the tools to really step in and, and be a contributor. Another one that's going to be interesting is Keon Ambrose uh, Hilton. He comes over from Alabama, another four-star prospect, you know, coming out of high school who just, you know, hadn't really put it together um, for the most part. So, you know, he kind of got some run here or there, was kind of, uh, you know, buried a little bit behind some depth at Alabama. Those are guys that I'm going to be interested to see how things go. Um, you know, I think Rob Lanier has really instilled in this team. And from talking with the players, they kind of back this up. Of If you play hard, play defense and rebound and you play the entire length of the floor hard, you're going to see time. And he would almost rather take the lumps of playing with guys that play harder and maybe aren't as talented, maybe can't do as many things consistently well if they're going to, you know, be able to or if, if, if they're going to put guys out there who aren't going to do the things right. Rob Lanier is very, very you know, keen on that. And I think having his coaching staff, for the most part, from Georgia State intact was very important to him in developing that level of consistency that he wants out of his players day in, day out. You know, from the strength and conditioning program to the ops guys, to the assistant coaches, they're on the same page as far as what they want to bring every day and how they want to implement what they want defensively, offensively, culture-wise. You know, defensively, SMU is going to guard the length of the floor. But I, I think, and this was back from a little bit ago when I was able to observe a practice, they're going to be also smart about it in the half court. You know, sometimes we saw SMU overextend and not, you know, play just smart fundamental defense. And we saw that for years. This is really a team that they're honing in on the little things in terms of how you defend, how you can save yourself a little bit of not effort, but effort uh, and getting lost in certain situations. They really coach defense hard and they work on getting a ton of shots up and working on, with those guys on those shots. So I really like, um, you know, the way media day you know went. Um, it is just media day. It's talking season. But I think there's this is a. This is a, a style of program that they're trying to implement that SMU fans have really kind of wanted for years now. I don't know if they're going to be this team that gets into the tourney year one. I don't know if they're going to make a run in the AAC tournament. But I think for the most part, you're going to see a consistent effort up and down the floor every night. And they, they really want to play hard. 
And some of the guys that have come in, like Samuel Williamson, are going to be key to that. He's done just about everything they've asked of him. He knows this is kind of a final you know, job interview for him in terms of getting to the next level. And I think we're going to see a really good player in Samuel Williamson on this SMU team this year. Zurich Phelps is a guy that I'm really excited about. He's very mature. He's tough. He's physically ready. I think this could be a coming out party for him. He's talked a lot about the consistency of his shot improving. Uh, that's something that I'm interested to see put to the test when the bullets start flying in live games. Uh, but he was probably the one that I, I sat there and, and said, all right, I, you, you kind of look at some of these guys. Like I remember when Sterling Brown and Ben Moore got older and you really could see the, the switch flip for them. It looks like it's trending that way for Zurich Phelps from talking with him, from talking with sources about how he's performed. So he's not going to be a game breaker. He's not going to be Kendrick Davis. I, I don't think he's going to be able to fill it up like Kendrick did uh, for SMU, but he's going to be steady if he can stay healthy, um, which he feels a lot better about his body overall. Uh, that'll be key. That's going to be, you know, where he's able to carry the load, shoulder the load of playing as much basketball as he's going to be playing, uh, you know, this upcoming season compared to last season, especially. So with that, that kind of wraps up some of the takeaways on SB basketball. I think it's a team that probably is going to be middle of the pack. It, you know, it's, all depending on how some of these key players that are maybe younger that they brought up like a Mo and G, like a Jalen Smith, how do they develop? How do they um, you know, take that next step in their game? And how does that impact SMU overall? It can only be good things if they really take that next step. And, um, you know, it's, ju it's just a team that we're going to have to see how it plays out. I mean, it, that's kind of a cop out, but it is. SMU just doesn't necessarily have any of the game breakers. So they could end up just being kind of a solid team with a little bit of a deep bench. But will they have the game breakers that they, when they need somebody to take over a game, when everyone is struggling, who will they turn to? Samuel Williamson's got to be that guy. Zurich Phelps has to be that guy. FAODG has to be that, that guy in the front court. Um, so I'm excited for SMU basketball to get underway. It's a fresh start, fresh program. And I can tell they've worked really, really hard um, on this, uh, you know, season to put it all together and, and uh, you know, see where it goes. We'll try to uh, get more updates on the next secret scrimmage when that happens. So stay tuned for that. Um, quick recruiting note, uh, 2025 Duncanville shooting guard Caden Edwards will take an unofficial visit to SMU this weekend. Already has Texas, Texas State, Kansas State, Texas Tech, TCU offers. Uh, so prospect right down the road will check out SMU this weekend. Uh, he'll also visit Texas Tech to cap this month and then uh, Arkansas later on as well. So uh, that's the basketball portion of the podcast. I am going to be out at uh, Denton Geyer versus uh, Allen Thursday night. So a lot of fresh uh, SMU prospects there. Willie Goodacre, Kavion Sibley, uh, other prospects as well on both sides of that one. I'll also be out at Arlington Martin and uh, Grand Prairie on Friday night, watching some more uh, prospects. Uh, who knows, SMU could enter the mix with some of those guys. But SMU staff has been handing out some new offers, and I wanted to kind of break down some of those on the football side of things. And I want to start with a 2025 offer who I just saw 
earlier this month, plays with SVU quarterback commit Keldrick Luster over at McKinney. And that's Riley Pettyjohn. Uh, he's kind of a box linebacker, a uh, little skinny right now. So I expect him to put on some weight over the course of his uh, career and add to some of that size that he's got. He's got some good length to him. SMU's his first offer. So uh, SMU getting on the board early with him. I like this offer. He plays in a loaded secondary with, with Xavier Filosami, uh, who's an SMU target, kind of a higher end, now top 100 prospect, four on three in the latest uh, recruiting uh, rankings update that we just dropped for the on 300. Uh, I was very impressed with him. Played well when I saw him against Denton Braswell. So Riley Pettyjohn, latest 2025 offer uh, to get handed out by SMU. And then uh, Johan Cardenas uh, out of Houston, another really impressive prospect who on three has in the top 100 overall prospects in the 2024 class. He's been tearing it up this season down there in Houston playing for St. Thomas. SMU's had him on campus a couple times now, and uh, he really likes the program very high on SMU. You can check out his reaction to the offer on theponyexpress.com. Check out uh, the, the site for seven days for free. It is homecoming week. They're going to be a, you know recruiting uh, you know a bunch of recruiting visitors on campus. We've got a lot of offers we're, we're recapping and, and sharing those thoughts on. This one, though, if you're looking at a high-end prospect who could end up going SMU's way, just kind of an early one here, but Johan Cardenas isn't a bad bet. If you wanted to pick a four-star out of next cycle that SMU really has a good shot with, so far they're doing a really good job recruiting Johan Cardenas, um, and he really, really liked the offer. So um, kudos to Keenan Hall for jumping on him. Uh, and we'll see where it goes. I'm sure he'll pick up more offers, but uh, a really talented prospect who added an offer from SMU. They weren't done uh, in the 2024 class at running back. Uh, they also offered Frisco Centennial running back Harry Stewart. He is a fringe uh, four-star on the verge of being a four-star prospect for on three. He's a four-star four prospect on the on three consensus he already has offers from Baylor, Cal, Texas, or, or excuse me, Baylor, Cal, and Texas A&M in addition to SMU. So he's starting to pick up some recruiting steam. He's been playing well for Centennial. Uh, we're starting to see a good number of 2024 offers go out, which isn't too surprising um, based on where junior tape is for a lot of these prospects. Um, and, and we'll see more go out as, as the season unfolds. But those are a few to highlight right now. And then quickly, I wanted to cap it with talking about SMU defensive back Jaden Lawton stepping away from the team with plans to redshirt and transfer. He is a true freshman uh, on this team. And look, I, I was surprised by this one. I don't think this is the right move for Jaden Lawton. He was somebody that very early on in camp was getting a lot of buzz as far as potentially playing in the two deep. And, you know, if you're Jaden Lawton, I just don't get why you do this and do this now. I spoke with a couple sources who are close to him and it's not tampering. It's people telling him, Hey, this might be a good spot for you, but those people have no idea what they're talking about. And this is a guy that had SMU Ohio and someone else out of high school. He's new to playing football. Still he inks with SMU had a good playoff run um, that ended 
you know, against South Oak Cliff, one of the best teams, you know, to really come through Texas in a minute, they win state, but he's so raw physically is ready to go. And he steps away from SMU. He's losing out on a month and a half of practice. He's losing out on practice tape. If you wanted to transfer, like just wait until the end of the season. Instead, he ha- he hears that, oh, you should be playing up a level. Well, why? He couldn't break through the two deep in the end and only had a couple offers coming out of high school. What makes you think you're going to be able to make this jump? It's just the, the, the unfortunate part of the transfer portal and where we're at with college football and, and some people that advise these, these players. Um, we've seen the SMU secondary improve. They've, they've had their lapses, don't get me wrong, and they're not perfect. Uh, they're a middle-of-the-road secondary that is good at avoiding a lot of big plays. They really are. And some of those big plays that they've given up have been on that jet flip that's kind of in a, you know, if the quarterback hands it off instead, uh, it's considered a run. But this is a just a team that, has gotten better in the secondary. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And it's just, it's just weird. The whole thing is weird. You know, him and AJ Davis are going to play a lot next year when Armani Johnson is is gone. And um, it's just a weird time to do it. And um, that's kind of my take on it. I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me, but teach their own, wish him the best. He's a good kid. Uh, but I just think it's unfortunate that some of these kids get some advice that, you know, could really impact them in a uh, massive way down the line uh, for their college careers and and the rest of their life. Um, you know, he's a guy that could have stayed local at SMU and gotten a degree and, you know, probably played a lot in the back half of his career or, or even next year. And instead he's, he's on the move, um, not even a couple months into the, well, I guess a couple months into the season. So best of luck to him. Uh, that opens it up a little bit more for AJ Davis to get more reps and uh, he's got a bright future, I think, uh, especially at SMU. So with that, guys, going to shut it down. We'll preview Cincinnati on the next edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Uh, and we'll talk with Brandon Seho about the Bearcats as well. That'll drop either late Thursday or uh, Friday morning uh, for you guys. So you guys can obviously check that out as you guys are uh, preparing to uh, celebrate homecoming at SMU, an early 11 a.m. kick inside Ford Stadium. We will have it covered for you guys. Appreciate all you guys who have subscribed to giving us so much positive feedback on the podcast and adding YouTube to it. Please, if you know SMU buddies of yours that haven't subscribed to the YouTube page, it is free. You can unsubscribe from notifications if you want, but please hit that subscribe button on our YouTube page. We really need it uh, and need your help spreading the word about the podcast. So hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the pod and we will catch you guys uh, on Friday. Um, or maybe late Thursday with a uh, another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Thank you guys uh, for subscribing to the site as well. OnThePonyExpress.com, a part of On3. You can try free for seven days and still get a free Founders Club hat. So check that out uh, when you guys can. And uh, again, enjoy homecoming this weekend. Uh, we'll talk again on Friday. So thanks for listening and uh, have a good rest of the week. <laughs>